Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, trendy start to the morning. The Wellington Phoenix are hosting Sydney Football Club at Eden Park. Yes, Eden Park this Sunday. It's an A-League clash that sees the fifth and sixth place teams vying for valuable points on the ladder. Phoenix at just three points behind second place Western Sydney. It's sure to be a tight race to the finish. The women's side also plays Sydney this Saturday in Sydney. Uh, Natalie Lawrence's uh, side uh, looks to avenge last month's wonderful defeat to the same side. Now, Sean Gill oversees both sides, plus the academy. Uh, he is the club's director of football, and he joins us now this morning. Sean, thanks for your time. Good morning, Ian. No problem. Look, first, first year in the job. Uh, how are you finding it? Yeah, look, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, been good. Uh, we had a little bit of a hiccup uh, in the uh, around Christmas time with it. Uh, we had a, a, an issue with our kit man with some injuries that he sustained, uh, and then uh, our football operations manager who's come in to take over the role, Jake Piper, who came out of New Zealand football, couldn't start till the 1st of February. So I sort of got stuck doing a bit of everything uh, over that period, but uh, finally both guys are, are back on uh, deck and, um, yeah, really starting to turn attention to, you know, how we're going to drive the club forward across all three different facets of it. In that, Sean, uh, what are the biggest challenges as director of football? Um, one of the biggest challenges. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, what, what one of the big ones at the moment is is really sort of getting our head around uh, how the women's game works, uh, you know, and how we're going to really drive that one forward. Um, obviously, last season, yeah, the first season in there, the the women were based in uh, Wollongong and and the men were based in Chatswood, you know, so it was almost like the. Uh, the Wollongong Phoenix and the, and the Chatswood Phoenix, you know, and now we've sort of got both parties back together uh, in Wellington this year. So, you know, it's sort of really getting alongside Nat and the team and, and the players and her coaching staff and, you know, just getting a firm grasp and understanding of, of the women's game, you know, how it works, you know, what are the differences in the, uh, to the men's game? Because you can't just treat it like, you know, it's a, it's a you know, try and run everything like you're running the men's team in the, in the women's space, you know, so... So that's probably, you know, the biggest challenge at the moment is just getting our heads around, you know, exactly how that program is going to work, you know, how we sort of shift it uh, further and further to, I guess, a more full-time 12-month operation than the, than the sort of 29 weeks that is this season and potentially 35 weeks that they're moving to next year. Sean, uh, we, we, we were encouraged by their performance last year, bearing in mind that they are a, a very young group of, uh, of women who were spending predominantly their whole life away from home, trying to forge this uh, team forward. Uh, this year, of course, they've had the benefit of some home action, some spanking new facilities to train and etc. So I think if we look at it, it might be classed from the outside looking in as a little disappointing. How do you, how do you view the season this far? Yeah, look, I think I, I think there's a number of factors that probably need to be considered in all this that that for me probably don't don't sort of categorise it as a disappointing season, but but actually one that I think we're starting to see some real improvement and and, and potentially you know the sort of season that that, that it was always going to be. 
Um, you know, they were, they were late into pre-season. There were some late decisions around, uh, you know, the, the, the coaching structure set up, you know, contracting players. Uh, and then, yeah, it was only a four-week pre-season, right? And then within that four-week pre-season, there was a, there was a camp, well, at least one camp for the, for the Ferns where they lost a lot of players. Um, so it was really disjointed, you know, and if I think about the men's program, you know, you, you have a pre-season of sort of what, anywhere between, uh, yeah, up to 12 weeks. Uh, so there's plenty of time to get the players fit. And I think over those first sort of three, three or four games, you saw the team probably struggling a little bit uh, with legs, you know, and that's just the nature of, of not having enough games in the preseason and enough time in the preseason. I think since then, you know, we've probably seen a team that is now, you know, obviously they've got some points on the board, uh, which, which, is, which is pleasing earlier than what they did last time. And I think you're also now starting to see a team that is a lot more competitive in games. You know, if you look back to the Sydney FC game a couple of weeks, uh, a weekend ago in Auckland, you know, it was a it was a, it was a very very good performance against one of the one of the top teams in the league. You know, uh, and you know, if a, being a set piece goal, you know, they probably should have got something out of it. And again, I think it was a it was a stunning performance against uh, Brisbane on the weekend. Uh, just gone in Wellington. You know, they they outpossessed Brisbane by by significant numbers. You know, shots by significant numbers. You know, um, percentage of of pass completion was was unbelievable. Just lacked that little bit of sort of killer instinct in the final third. You know, so I I I don't categorise it as disappointing. I think we're seeing some good improvement. You know, we're seeing some young players that are now you know getting more and more game time, and I think it's only healthy for the for, for the team going forward. Okay, uh, thanks for that. We we look at the uh, Phoenix Academy, of which uh, of course you oversee as well. Tell us. Tell us a wee bit about how that's structured and how it works for the young people coming through. Yeah, so we have uh, we've got uh, up to eight teams now in the academy this uh, this current season, which is the the biggest it's been. Uh, that now includes both boys and uh, girls. So we've got five teams in the uh, boys space, uh, which includes the reserve team in the uh, in the Central League here in, uh, in in the Wellington competition, and then that branches out into the National League competition, uh, and then four other teams below that. Uh, and then in the girls' space, uh, we've got uh, three teams now, uh, which we're really pleased about and has had some good collaboration with Capital Football and the local clubs in Wellington to get that across the line, yeah, which we're very thankful and, and pleased for. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully some, some good news coming out in the next couple of days around uh, competition structure for them, both the, you know, the, uh, within Wellington and, and nationally. So... It's yeah, it's becoming a big piece now. Uh, we've got Paul Temple who sits over there in the as the academy director running that, and then you know we've got some very very good coaches uh, across all the teams. So yeah, consider <laughs> ten years ago when I first came in the club, we had a <clears throat> a professional team, men's professional team, and we were just starting to look at that football school of excellence. And uh, the club has come a, a massively long way in in the last ten years to the point we are now with a you know, a women's team in the A League. A men's team and, and eight teams across the academy and and, and and what we consider now a very, very good pathway for New Zealand players to come through the system either into professional football with us or, or hopefully onto bigger and better things overseas, you know, and 17s, 20s and 23s for New Zealand. Sean, uh, nationwide, uh, like other sports, do you have sort of a, a scouting system or a scouting network for young players? 
Yeah, we do. Uh, a lot of our coaches uh, within the academy structure are also involved in uh, New Zealand football uh, age group teams uh, and all come from sort of areas around the country where they have very, very good networks or worked in, uh, worked in federations, you know, at, at uh, different places around the country. So, you know, by nature, New Zealand not being the biggest, uh, biggest, biggest pot of people in the world, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's one that we're able to establish some very, very good networks and, and, and keep tabs on, on, you know, the, the, the good up and coming players coming through. Yeah, we run various, uh, camps, discovery camps during the year where, where, where players get an opportunity to come in and, and have a look at the facilities, you know, both from an A-League level now with what we've got at, uh, NZCIS and, and what the academy have. Um, and those players all sort of have to be ticked off by a coach to sort of say, you know, they, they are a potential for the academy. So, you know, we have, we have various, various strategies in place that, that allow us to keep tabs on, on, on the best players or hopefully the best players coming through the, uh, in the country. Right, okay, let's uh, look now at Phoenix. A terrific signing of uh, Oscar Zavada. Uh, did you have any, uh, out of Poland, did you have any idea that uh, he'd net the, le- the, the number of goals when you signed him? Uh, yeah, I guess if you look back at his CV, right, there's, there, there wasn't a lot of goals in there of, 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 in recent time. Uh, I think if you go back to some of his stuff as a as a as a, a young guy coming through the system, you know, through Poland and, and in Germany, uh, he was banging in goals for fun, you know. So there was always go, there was goal scoring in his past. Um, a lot of the time, these guys just need to find the right environment for them, you know, the right coach for them, the right structure for them in terms of playing style uh, of the team. And I think it's all come together nicely for for Oscar, you know, and we're we're absolutely thrilled for him and thrilled for the club that he's scoring the goals he is. Right. Uh, last week, uh, news from the club, which was uh, a little concerning anyway, was uh, that uh, three uh, high-profile players and uh, Oli Sale, Clayton Lewis and Stephen Ergarkovich won't be re-signing with the club. Oli in particular is a, a big fan favourite. Um, so how are you going to minimise the loss of, of those players? I mean, you in, are you looking in the market already? Um, our, I guess retention of our players is the most critical thing, first and foremost, for us. So there are a couple of other players, obviously, uh, in our squad that we're, we're talking to now that we, we want to sort of hopefully tie down. Uh, and then once that becomes clearer, then that sort of sets, I guess, the, the, the picture around what budget's remaining, giving our attention to, to what we need to do to, to pad the rest of the squad out. What are the incentives you offer for overseas players? Is it the New Zealand uh, lifestyle? Is it, I mean, financially, do we have the same budgets um, to attract players here? Um, in, in regards to our player budget, you know, we, we, we're not at the top there. We, you know, we're not com- competing with the likes of Sydney and Melbourne City and the, well, the Melbourne clubs and, and, the, and the bigger end Sydney clubs. You know, we probably sit uh, middle to, to lower part of the table as far as that. Um, but I think what we do and what we can offer is obviously a fantastic lifestyle. You know, uh, people might say Windy Wellington, you know, but uh, this summer's been absolutely incredible for those that spend a lot of time here. They'll know how good it's been, you know. So, as they say, you can't beat Wellington on a good day. And, and most of our visa players, once they get to Wellington, you know, particularly Bodhi uh, Arcraev, Jan Sartz and uh, and um, Zavada, Oscar Zavada this season, they all fell in love with the city as soon as they, they arrived, you know. So we do have that. <clears throat> and, you know, these guys are all talking to players that have either been in the league or, or been to the club previously, so that obviously helps. 
and now we have this absolutely amazing facility at NZCIS, which, uh, you know, we, we're... In the case of recruiting Oscar and, and uh, Bojida uh, and Jan, you know, we made a, a videos available to them of the facility, you know, walkthroughs and, and that type of thing to, to help as a selling point for the club. So uh, tell us about that uh, facility and, and who you share it with. I mean, do you have an opportunity as uh, in your role to, um, to trade ideas with other codes? Yeah, so um, the facility is, is, is world-class, right? It's uh, Danny Townsend from APL CEO Australasia. So we're very, very lucky from that extent. Uh, we obviously share the facility with the Hurricanes, uh, which is, yeah, it's been absolutely magnificent. Couldn't have gone any better than what we thought. I've actually got a meeting next week with uh, Tony Falk, the uh, GM of rugby there. Uh, around some ideas, uh, the, you know, looking at how they structure some of their departments <clears throat> and what we could potentially learn off them. Um, and on a daily basis, you know, we're, we're, we're greeting each other in the morning, you know, yeah, wishing each other luck, you know, talking about games over the weekend, you know, how do you travel, how do we travel, all that type of stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. You know, really, really great to be able to rub shoulders with, a, with an organisation like that and be able to share ideas. As you look at the structure of the league, and this is a question that comes up from time to time, probably once, twice, three times a year, A-league expansion. Room for another New Zealand side, perhaps one in Auckland, do you think? Yeah, look, uh, yeah, I think for, for the game in New Zealand, uh, a, a franchise out of Auckland or, or somewhere else out of New Zealand would be would be gold, right? It would just give us more opportunities to, to more young New Zealand players to be playing professional football. Um, you know, with that though, there, there come some challenges around sponsorship dollar, you know, uh, and, and those type of things, you know, so, uh, I, I don't think it'll be easy, you know, have two clubs in the country and two clubs vying for, I guess, the, 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 the same sort of sponsorship dollar and football dollar that there is, but from a, from a New Zealand football development perspective and for the players, you know, it would be absolutely gold. Would it would it help with a derby? You know, it's it's hard to know, right? Uh, it's still a, it's still an hour flight for um, for you know fans to travel. It's not like uh, being a kilometre away. You know, Everton to Liverpool in terms of stadiums. So, you know, everyone talks about you know potentially a derby would be unbelievable. But I'm still you know I'm I'm, I'm on the fence about how that actually works when you've got an hour flight between between the two places. Mm. Okay, no, that's a fair point, actually, a very fair point. On the subject of Auckland, of course, um, we've uh, got a clash there at Eden Park uh, this Sunday, which is uh, cool. I would expect, you, I would imagine you get quite a decent crowd there. The chances you feel against Sydney? Yeah, look, it's an absolutely massive game, right? Five versus six and, uh, and an opportunity, you know, particularly for us, if we can get the three points this weekend to pull away a little bit from that, that, that bottom part of the table, which is, you know, really critical. So, um, you know, are we confident? Yeah, we, 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 we seem to have a good run of it in Auckland uh, over the last few years. Uh, everyone loves to get back there. You know, a lot of the players have got families up there, so it's a good opportunity uh, for them to, to catch up with family. We actually fly out this afternoon and have a couple of sessions there over the next few days. Uh, we've got a big um, event with Spark and Oppo at Commercial Bay on Friday uh, afternoon at 4 o'clock for fans to be able to get down and meet the players and you know, get signatures and play some FIFA and stuff against, that, uh, against the boys. So, you know, it's a, it's a trip we look forward to uh, and Eden Park's been kind to us in the past. So we're... we're we're hopeful that we'll, we'll go out there, play in front of a big crowd and, uh, and collect another three points. 
Sean, absolutely uh, fantastic getting uh, uh, a little chat with you to uh, get what's behind the scenes and the development going forward. Sounds promising. Uh, all the best against Sydney on Sunday and the women's team, of course, uh, against Sydney in Sydney on Saturday. A couple of good results will go down well. Cheers, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Ian. Thanks for having us.